Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're uh, continuing our series on fake goals. Fake goals, yes. We're not talking about legitimate goals. We're talking about fake goals. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is set good to set goals for our team. And we're not saying don't do that. We're just talking about sort of this kind of techniquing that goes on where we think, oh, we need goals. And so we just try to make implement that without any forethought or information or need. Or need. And it turns out to be an enormous leadership fail because you, on your part, aren't pointing anywhere in particular. And the team on their part really doesn't know what to do with this mishmash of out-of-reach targets that you set before them. So last week we looked at, you know, the the goals that aren't articulated and are just left vague, like get better or stop that. This week, we're going to be looking at the arbitrary goal. And those are very specific. Those are goals. Those are concrete. They're measurable. They are something to shoot for. And unfortunately, they have no basis in fact or reality. Well, it strikes me this is probably the one that feels um, like it would highlight any disconnection that you may have with the team. So you set arbitrary targets, for instance. Let's raise our revenue twenty percent as we, mm-hmm. you know. Let's you know cut our costs fifty percent. Let's you know make sure we have twenty more clients, twenty more admissions, twenty more uh, projects by yeah. the end of the year. Exactly. All those sound fine, except that by virtue, you know, in line with our title, they're arbitrary. The numbers themselves are not based in fact. They're not related to. Um, what's going on in your business, what's going on in your firm, what's going on in the marketplace, what's going on in the pricing of the th- expenses you're trying to reduce. So you're, you're basically asking people to achieve something that's not related to reality, to what they're trying to do. And, you know, let's just take a, a, a couple good easy examples. I mean, in a you know, an up market, maybe a 20% sales increase goal is modest. You know, if something's taking off in popularity and you say, let's increase by 20% when really the timing is such you should be increasing by 50%, then that's not a reasonable goal. And in a tough economy like we've had for the last couple years where people are are tight and they're saving their money and they're not spending, to just throw out a 20% increase where there's no... an environment where there's no customers, that's not fair to anyone. So you could have excellent salespeople in this example in a tough economy, and you, by virtue of this arbitrary goal that you've made, turn them into failures. You might even fire one or two of them. Maybe the, maybe you um, are weak yourself. You know, your own finances are struggling, and, you, and you'll need to make a layoff that year. And you say, well, I'm going to lay off the worst performer. And then you do it by measurement of this goal that has no basis in reality. And that could have been an excellent salesperson otherwise. So do you see how you you end up messing up yourself as well by just throwing out the number? Well, it strikes me that as, as brutal as it is to say, sometimes in management, what we know the least is how our employees are doing their day to day, because it's what we want to not be involved with as much. I mean, it just seems like in our culture, you know, the boss really wants to have their employees do their work and leave him or her alone. And so it just strikes me that when we set arbitrary targets, that we really aren't taking into account the people on our team, as you said. So it may be something that motivates some people and then totally is demotivating for the rest of your staff because they don't work a certain way or it's not possible or they have information that you should have that you're not 
taking advantage of. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's the ultimate and and fake. It's and it's really you who's not doing the job. I mean now. So going back to the legitimate point we said it setting goals, having something specific to shoot for is very helpful. It is motivating. It gives some people a target to go for instead of merely the vague get better. But when it is not based in what is really possible and what is really going on, then it is enormously demotivating because people don't even have a chance. And so in bad economies, you're punishing and firing your good people. And in great economies, you are rewarding your poor performers because they just got lucky and could sell anything, you know, during that. How many people, you know, got raises and made all kinds of money in the dot-com boom in the early 2000s and um, were rewarded as geniuses and great people. And then two years later, it was gone. I mean, it was not merely struggling. It was not merely going down. Their companies were gone. They weren't that great. They were on a. They were riding a wave, and they, you know, were lucky and 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 had their skills. Sure, of course, but to our point, if the goal's not related to what kind of what's going on around you, um, you you end up just punishing people. Now let's take that to our other thing: is once people know they're going to be punished, or once they know it's unachievable, there's no reason to try. So you immediately go from a relationship of partnering with your people to work for, to accomplish specific goals, to kind of gaming each other. You're kind of gaming them, saying work harder, 25% out of you this year, and they're gaming you right back. Okay, how, what can I do to kind of look like I got 25% on paper? And and nobody's really, you know, focused on making the business grow or be healthy or, you know, building good clients. Well, and there's, there's nothing that um, kind of demotivates staff more than being in competition with other employees, sort of in a kind of a rat race kind of way, mm-hmm. when it's not done well. So if it's just, you know, trying to get the better of someone because, you know, that person will get the promotion, it just it usually backfires on harmony in a team. Yeah. So you take, so what we need to do with these specific goals is to base them in fact. We need to look at the economy. We need to look at who's on the team and what skills they've got. We're going to look at their networks. We're going to look at all these factors and come up with meaningful targets, targets based in these facts and realities that are going on that are true to the context and say, you know, for you in this year coming ahead based on what you've built so far, you know, let's come up with a goal that is both on the one hand, a stretch for you. It's an advantage of goals to stretch. And on the other hand is still achievable. And then you've got something that will transform your company. Then we become big believers in goals. Then we come, become big believers in performance evaluation, talking about these things every year. Because if anything changes along the way, for good or not, you can bring that new reality in and talk about it and adjust the goal. But boy, oh boy, if the goal's not based in fact, you're just out of luck from the get-go. And again, you're, I promise you, you'll be whipping the good team members in the bad times, and you'll be rewarding the bad team members in good times. And that's absolutely backwards. Well, next week, we'll be talking about moving targets, um, these goals that seem Mm. to be all over the place, and um, another set of uh, problems with that. If you have any comments or questions, we're on the web at boldenterprises.com. We always welcome your comments on the blog, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.